Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network Daily Live NHL Show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Friday, June 9th. We're through three games now of the Stanley Cup Final this year between the Vegas Golden Knights and Florida Panthers. Series now currently sitting at 2-1. to one. We will dig into the series price as sitting at what it's at right now versus where it was at prior to the series, as well as what's going on in Game 3 there to get us to this point. And as we do so, we're going to look at the Pinnacle Sportsbook to pull up those series prices. And that's because Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook and available to bettors in Ontario. You can find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly. Not available in the U.S., but guys, it's been a little bit uh, since we've got to talk about some of the games that have gone on. We've seen a little bit of progression in the series. It looked like maybe Florida was going to be dead based on what we were seeing out of Vegas and the way that they were coming out. Rob, what did you make of the response out of Florida last night? You think that maybe they've got some life in them now or is that kind of just all they've got and we, we saw it all last night? Well, I know they won the game. I don't think they played particularly well. And even that third period when you would have expected them to kind of make a push, it took until a couple minutes left. I mean, they had four shots on goal through 18 minutes of the third period yesterday. And Vegas is pretty suffocating when they have a lead. They've defended the leads really well in third period, both in the playoffs and the regular season this year. So it's hard to, to fault Florida. But I don't know. It, it, really, it really lacked like that response like again it's weird that we're talking about this because they won right like they they won the home game that's what they needed to do but it it felt like Vegas played the better game and it's felt like Vegas has kind of dominated this series so far they've been much more physical and honestly if the game is going to be called the way that it was last night where it's just penalty after penalty after penalty I think that works in the Knights favor as well Uh, we've seen Bobrovsky in the playoffs you know, five on five, he's been exceptional. When you have to get him moving side to side on these power plays, it's a lot tougher for him overall. And the, the Panthers' penalty kill, in my opinion, is is pretty rough. So honestly, not impressed with Florida. I guess if you're a glass half full guy kind of guy, you would say, well, Florida hasn't played their best game yet or haven't played well, and they're, they're still very much alive in this series. Uh, but I'm not that type of guy. I, I still think that this is a very big uphill battle for them Uh, especially if Kachuk is now nursing an injury, obviously like, you know, comes back in the game, scores a goal, like for him not to be out to start a period, it's got to be something pretty rough or bad because that's, you know, he's a, he's a, just a playoff performer, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I thought the game was just like, didn't have much flow crowd wasn't into it for most of it. You know, I don't necessarily blame the refs for the, for the penalty calls or anything like that, because I'm like, I'm an advocate for calling what is a penalty rather than just like letting everything go and then picking some random play to call. But it felt like it had no flow. And, and honestly, I don't think Florida played very well last night. So lucky that they get the, the win. But uh, I think it's, it's a big time up, uphill battle for them right now. Yeah, Matt, you see the series price currently sitting at plus 231 for Florida now, minus 270 for Vegas. Uh, Rob talking about the uphill battle that Florida's got to climb that's clearly reflected here in the odds. But would you maybe be interested in getting behind a series price at this point on either one of these teams based on kind of what we've seen out of them so far and the way things have played out? 
Yeah, here's some real exciting stuff. I've probably <laughs> concluded my true betting portion of the program when it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals, right? I feel like I stole right. a little bit when it came to my money line bet on the Panthers yesterday. Rob's right. Like, where was that, you know, the the, the world-famous hockey desperation, right? The, you're down two, yeah. you're coming back home. You're supposed to light that first period on fire, right? The, the place should be jumping, and, you know, it's funny, Rob and I both sort of within a couple of minutes last night had very similar tweets. He mentioned that it was one of the worst hockey, you know, Stanley Cup final games of all time. And I just went with the old reverse jinx, like the Panthers may stink. And that's how <laughs> I got desperate last night trying to go with the reverse jinx. Why can't the Panthers get desperate last night? And this is sort of kind of a tangential thing here. But the thing that I'm kind of that that's kind of haunting me. As somebody who has Panthers position uh, positions on the series from both before the series and after game one is when Kachuk after the game says that it's the gutsiest, you know, win that he's ever been a part of. (laughs) That's not where we should be at when it comes to the Panthers here. We should, we shouldn't have to go to gutsy town for, for them to win this game. This should have been, uh, you know, obviously not a rollover necessarily, but like they should have looked a lot better than they looked. And so the fact that he's, you know, when he's referring to them sort of pulling off this gutsy win, he's sort of referring to his own injury. We got Montour going out of the game. You know, we've obviously had some questions about Pabrowski, who actually had a really good game last night, at least from a metric standpoint. But if he's mentioning that, like, gutsiness had to come into play here just to get a win down 0-2 at home, I don't really like the looks of that going forward. Now, I'm a big, like, look at the spreadsheet guy as far as, like, okay, what did they do from a high danger chance, you know, perspective at even strength, you know, all that sort of thing. And they did pretty well, 14 to uh, 14 to 12 in high danger chances, and they had the slight edge. It's strange. Florida has had 2.35 expected goals at even strength, 2.22 and 2.35 throughout this year. So they're kind of bringing the same thing every game even though it doesn't necessarily look at the, you know, look like that. Uh, Bobrovsky has that big game and obviously Kachuk saves the day with that goal, but like they're, you know, they're six on five. He's kind of the extra man in front of the net. Mm-hmm. It, the way that he scored that goal wasn't some like, I'm going to like carry two guys on my back, go to the net. It's kind of like a little bit right place in the right timey type of thing. Right. So I just look right. at that and I go, man, this is going to be a situation where Kachuk's going to have like shoulder surgery, you know, a week after the playoffs are done. Yep. And, you know, Montour is going to have this and obviously a handful of other guys. One guy that we haven't mentioned in, in sort of a negative way we probably should have. At some point, Alexander Barkov could do something or uh, yeah. something positive. He's been a by far a net negative so far in this series and yesterday in, you know, in totality. So some of these players that need to step up, you know, Carter Vahegi, I forgot he existed up until the point where he scored a goal. Like, I forgot he was a person. Mm-hmm. And so he finally scores a goal. It's like, oh, yeah, Carter Vahegi, that's a thing. Like, where has that guy been? That guy was torturous against the Toronto Maple Leafs a couple of rounds ago. So, you know, I just look at it and I go, man, if we're going to this whole, like, man, we've really, you know, picked up our socks and 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 it, it gives the Vegas a lot of credit, right, to call that win a gutsy win where it's like, man, if you're not playing the, you know, the hockey hockey's version of the Globetrotters out here, right? Like, you're not grinding. You're favored. They were you're, favored in the game. You're favored in the game, and they're favored again in game four. And it's just like, I, I, I'm going to Homer Simpson this one into the hedge here where I'm just going to, like, take my money line money in game three, and I'm just going to, like, back it in and just yeah. go, you know what, whatever happens, yeah. you know, from here on out. And listen, if Florida wins game four, I'm going to be delighted because it's going to allow me an opportunity to get off my Panthers position. But I'm certainly not pressing my luck here as I did in game three by kind of coming in 
on the Panthers on the money line. So, you know, I know it's not all that, all that fun for people out there, but that's my opinion. That's my view of this series. Like if you're going to, if you're pulling out the gutsy card in game three, that's a bad sign here for me. I think there's been like very few games in the playoffs where the Panthers have played a complete game. And this is kind of what it looks like, you know, game one and two is what it looks like when, you know, they just don't pull out a miracle or a coin flip or something like that. And they've played a lot of these types of games where, you know, they, they, they just like, even, you know, I talked about this last week where everyone is getting on Rod Brindamore for the comment, right? Like, well, we didn't get swept or like, and, and he's just getting roasted on social media. I know exactly what the guy meant by totally. saying that. Like they, they played a bunch of coin flip. They yeah. lost four coin flips. He called tails four times. It came up heads four times. And that's been the Panthers all playoffs. And now we're just kind of starting to see how, I guess maybe our opinions are changing a little bit when they just don't get the results or, but even when they do get the results, it's like how much longer, like how can, is, is this sustainable? Like they only have to win three more games to win the Stanley cup, but like yeah. they're going to have to do it in a manner where like, they're not, we, they're not going to dominate Vegas in games. Like they're not well, going to have that game where Vegas just gets shut down and they win four nothing. And it, it's like, I don't think they have that in them. Yeah, there's only so many times the, the coin is going to, uh, you know, sort of turn on that side. But, you know, that's kind of that was kind of the case. I, you know, to be honest with you, I felt better about Florida after game one and they lost that game and they lost that game, you know, technically five to two. Right. But, you know, you saw obviously the Hayden, Aiden Hill save and all of that sort of thing. Right. That could have that, that story could have been written a lot differently. It's this is the game where, as you see, guys, you know, I mean, we, obviously, Gudis was is probably hobbling around there you know, pretty significantly. And like, you know, nobody's going to go nuts over Radko Gudis, but like that guy matters on a game to game basis. And, you know, again, so it seems like you literally go through their top, like Con Smythe candidates, right? And they're like, oh, there goes Matthew Kachuk. It's like, well, you know, Montour is looking pretty, oh no, there he goes. He's in the dressing room, right? Like it's not, it's not nearly as sort of, you know, okay down two to one as it, as it was being down one, nothing, even though they are coming off of, um, you know what was again technically a win but you yeah. know so who knows man like it's not yeah. not looking good i don't think well <clears throat> this comment here from uh auto kind of brings some of that to light there going in i thought vegas and florida played a very uh similar style but vegas had more talent and a better coach nothing in the first three games has changed me off of that and that's kind of where uh, i mean even so money had previewed that in terms of just these two teams play very similar ways but uh one of the things too we were going to see that was has been a storyline through the first three games was discipline we saw the florida panthers lack some of that that kind of uh they were getting away with maybe it was more so than even just being disciplined in the first few rounds and now all of a sudden it's kind of starting to turn on them where you're going to get penalized for some of those things and vegas is a team that will make you pay for those situations yeah but that's the thing though zach right like it's only a lack of discipline when the penalties get caught because exactly. you've seen Stanley Cup <laughs> yeah, playoff fi- or Stanley Cup finals in the past where you're like the quote unquote more aggressive team like they get credit for being more aggressive because the, the refs can't call everything right like mm-hmm. I think of like Bruins yeah. Canucks back in 2011 right where they're just wailing away punches mm-hmm. on the Sedin twins it's like yeah that's totally cool whereas now all of a sudden the aforementioned Rad Kokudas comes over and gives a guy a little bit of a cross check that frankly, we see basically every single stoppage of play for the last two months. 
And now all of a sudden it's a penalty. Now maybe it's a penalty because they want to even things up and they don't want a team to go on the power play, which would be a fine case to be made if they weren't picking and choosing power plays, just handing them out hand over fist the rest of the games of this series. Because if they are going to do that, honestly, if you told me before the series that this was going to be sort of a power play contest, I would have liked the Panthers even more. Because going into this series, every way you look at the power play and penalty kill efficiencies on both sides, Florida should have had the advantage. But I'm going to break some news to you guys. If Florida doesn't score a power play goal, they're probably not going to win this series. Right? They're 0 for 12. Now, again, maybe that's just short-term variance. And the longer this goes, we'll sort of even out those uh, you know, percentages. Because Vegas has six power play goals in this series. They're, you know, they gave up a shorthanded goal. So they're a net plus five at even at, at uh, in special teams. And so you look at it and you go like, well, no team's going to overcome that. Or it's highly unlikely that a team's going to overcome that, right? And so, you know, first two games, you throw in a, a relatively bad Bobrovsky. And yeah, of course, Florida was going to look bad. So Bobrovsky plays a little bit better last night. They win a game going to nothing uh, in the special teams department. And so like, if there was sort of a glass half full type situation, it is like at some point, Florida is going to get a power play goal, right? Like just on math alone, we have to almost just give them a goal some way, somehow. Now I will listen to somebody tell me why the Vegas penalty kill is a bad matchup for the Florida Panthers power play. I'm not smart enough to know why that necessarily is, but all of a sudden that just seems to be the case. I don't know why Florida's not any good on the power play, but like they should be scoring a power play goal here at some point. The problem is if all their guys, especially their best power play guys are injured, then I no longer can kind of assume that that, that those numbers are going to sort of rectify themselves. If you know what I mean? Yeah. The big thing for me is that I, I referenced this uh, last week, but there's someone on Twitter. I, I'm butchering his name, Cam Charon, Charon, something like that, who tweets yeah. out the, the charts of, uh, or the, the graphs of penalties called, you know, a, a, by series. And if we look at traditionally the Stanley cup, you know, games two, three, and four, you get a huge spike upwards where like they call everything. I don't know why this is the case. I don't know if the NHL tells the refs or, or if it's just like, the human element where the refs don't think the games are as meaningful, but you get to game five, six, and seven, and that just drops off a cliff. Like there's the, the, the whistles are swallowed. And I do think that if Florida does win game four and they can go five games, five and six, where maybe, maybe each team is getting one or two power plays in the game that sets up a lot better for them than if they're going to go back and forth here. And the, the point about injuries is very valid. Obviously, Montour, Kachuk, Sam Bennett doesn't look right. I've bet him anytime goal score. I probably will continue to bet him anytime goal score because he's getting the chances on the power play. He just can't score. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's guys that don't look right, definitely. And I think there's going to be the laundry list of, like, off-season surgeries, exactly as you mentioned, Matt. Like, when the season's yeah. over, boom, 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 boom. Um, whereas I don't think it's going to be that much for Vegas. But... Maybe it's just like one of those things where Florida just has to survive, like pull out, eke out another win next game. And then we get much closer to 50-50, I think, the rest of the way with the way that the refs will just let these guys play and don't want to be the deciding factor in the games. Yeah, you know, the thing that I'm kind of haunted by, speaking of quotes, is, you know, Dallas after, you know, they win those two games after being down 3-0 and they just have that absolute stink bomb in game six. Now Dallas was, you know, not shy to have a stink bomb. They, they threw a stink bomb down in game three, very similar to Florida. Honestly, if, you know, Vegas mm -hmm. had scored a couple of the earlier goals there uh, on all the chances that they had, I think they were 0 for 12 on even strength high danger chances in that game. 
uh, last night. You know, if they score a lot, or a couple of goals early, we're looking at Florida in the same way that we're looking at Dallas, at Dallas after that at game three. But uh, you know, coach comes on there and he's like, you know what? Like, we, it took us so much in the two games that we won, right? Like, we worked so hard that desperation mode that we just had nothing left for game six, even though it was at home, even though that we're still backs against the wall, et cetera, et cetera. We just didn't have anything left. And that's what I'm worried about here with Florida, right? And whether it's in the form of injuries or just kind of exhaustion or, and I know they had obviously the big uh, break there between series, but beating Boston, beating Toronto, beating Carolina, like those are three really good hockey teams. And that'll take a lot out of you. And just because you get a week off in between not everything necessarily heals, right? Especially if, you know, as we've talked about, they do have that laundry list of kind of banged up injury type situations, right? And again, who knows which guys are, you know, are headed under the knife here. But like, yeah, like I know, you know, kind of went long, you know, Vegas has played, I think, more games going into this playoffs. But man, those three teams that they beat, those are really good teams that the Panthers beat. And honestly, they might just not have enough physically you know for the Stanley Cup final even though they were the quote-unquote more rested team all right well if you are looking to bet on a series price here the one place that you can do so would be at the Pinnacle Sportsbook and if you want to sign up there you can do so by scanning the QR code on your screen right there in the bottom corner so just pull out your phone you can scan that if you're watching on your computer if you're not watching on your computer maybe you are watching on your phone you could click the link in the description of this video here or you could type in betstamp.app/edgework to be able to be taken to the site to sign up for any sports books that you may see through the course of the show that you don't have and that you do want to sign up for so make sure to check that out as well if you are watching right now and you haven't hit that like button smash the like button it's real simple it takes two seconds you just hit the like button it helps support the show here as well hit that subscribe button so you get notified every time we go live or videos come out here on the channel as we lead up to the draft we'll have some draft preview stuff well, some stuff ahead of free agency, looking at what teams should be looking at, what players they should be looking at to improve their teams ahead of next year, as well as uh, we'll have some different fans of teams coming on to break down what they want their team to be acquiring during this offseason. So all those videos will be coming out here on the Edgework channel. But guys, let's get into game four. We'll look ahead to tomorrow night's game. We'll look at some of the odds that are out there, whether or not we are uh, interested in some of the stuff or just kind of our opinions on some of the prices as they currently sit right now. So we'll start here first and foremost with the money line, the sides in this game. Vegas currently sitting at plus 106. We got Florida favored here yet again, minus 117. Best price available there is at Pinnacle. And Rob, you see these prices open up. We saw Florida obviously a favorite there in game three. Win that game, make it two to one. Is this going into this one a lot, um, just having to do with them being at home here again? Uh, do, you, do you kind of think that this price is in the right spot? Would you expect it to have gone out to this point, minus 117 for Florida? Like, where do you kind of feel like this price is right now versus where you thought it should be? Yeah, I don't think yesterday's game is going to would warrant a drastic shift one way or another towards either team. Like sometimes you do see a scenario where a team wins by five or six goals. The price moves quite a bit because of that. Um, what I find interesting is that yesterday in games one and two, we had basically most of the market on a total of five and a half. Yesterday, we had most of the market on a total of six because of those first two games, you know, being pretty high scoring chances. Now we're seeing the market back to five and a half. 
for um, for game four here. I'm inclined to lean towards the over again in this this game. Honestly, I, I know yesterday was kind of like a slog fest, not a ton of chances. Power plays kind of like ruined the momentum. You do get Sergei Borovsky playing a little bit better, but I think there's enough quality, especially on the offensive side of both of these teams that I don't necessarily believe these should be priced five and a half until later in the series when, again, you're not going to get those power plays. So that's kind of the early lean, but I'm with Matt on this one. Like, there's this is a pretty tight, like, efficient market at this point, right? Like, you know, when I talk about, like, a lean in a regular season that I'm maybe not playing, I think the gap between the market price and that lean is a little bit bigger than it is here in the playoffs. Uh, it's just a, a way more uncertainty in these games, and especially when you you add in or, you know, those Florida injuries on top of it and not knowing the, the health of, of these guys going into the, you know, crucial game. Uh, it's pretty non-appealing for me to go for the full game market here. Um, I mean, there's certainly a few props that I, I would be somewhat interested in. And again, it's not widely available yet. This is very early for the props market, but I can talk about, um, you know, a couple uh, of, of things that would, would typically stand out to me in this game. But from a major like market perspective, lean Vegas, lean over, not, another, neither of them warrants a bet, in my opinion. What prices would you maybe be looking at here? Like, let's say, start with Vegas. Like, if you're going to bet Vegas, you're leaning towards Vegas here, what price would you need to be able to uh, to jump on that and act on Vegas? I would say, per, this is just personally speaking, plus 115, I would bet Vegas. Okay. That's, that's kind of my target. Um, do I want to? No. I mean... <laughs> You know, we see in this in the in the chat here, we have slam deal, right? He says, Robbie, how scared are you? This is going back to a ten thousand dollar bet that I have that the Leafs will win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. This is when the Vegas Golden Knights were uh, <laughs> uh, and 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 slam deal is very good friends with the guy that I made a bet with. So, you know, I, I, I am rooting for Florida here, but but subjectively, I, I just feel like Vegas is a little bit too much at the moment. And um Plus 115, I think, is a good target for other people out there. Do I want to, you know, do I want to back it necessarily? No. Florida's the rooting interest for me. Fair enough. Matt, is there uh, a side that you would be leaning towards here based on where the prices are at? No, I'm, I'm right there with Rob, minus the fact that, yeah. or minus the element of having to move some money around, throw it into escrow, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> get some, you know, get the accounts working uh, pretty aggressively. I'm also with him on the uh, on the element of the over. Bobrovsky was uh, 1.71 goals saved above expected in that game yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't even mean this sarcastically, but that's Aiden Hill-like levels when it comes yeah. to stopping the puck. Um Aiden, speaking of Hill, he was very average. He was, you know, minus 0 0.06. So right sort of an average level goaltender, which is kind of who we thought Aiden Hill was until he has been awesome for basically a month straight. Uh, I, yeah, if they're going to keep handing out power plays, then like, yeah, even though Florida can't seem to score on them, like I got to lean over. If we found a prop uh, market out there for a Florida Panthers power play goal, like, I think them scoring a power play goal is kind of equivalent to their money line in a lot of ways, where it's like, I don't think they win the game on Saturday if they don't score a power play goal. Like, I know that's, you know, sort of right. kind of a weird thing or, you know, to sort of bet on. But, like, I'm probably going to get a better price than minus, uh, you know, what, 120, Seven, essentially, yeah. sort of the consensus. I'm going to get a better price on you know, them to score a power play goal than I am to, 
you know, getting them to win the game. So if I'm looking to support the Panthers in some way with kind of honestly a fingers crossed mentality at this point, which I think we're, we're both sort of sitting at, that's kind of a, you know, deep rooted prop that I would, I would like to get my hands on or theoretically would like to get my hands on. Though uh, at this yeah. point, like I said, right, it's, it's very Homer Simpson-y, like just, you know, let's get me out of here. Let's start summer and uh, let's start working on football. I will say there was one interesting thing yesterday. Like, so Dom Lecision tweeted the article that he uh, had in the athletic yesterday about how generally speaking teams that win the Stanley cup are lucky. I mean, because it's a good combination of shooting and goaltending in the playoffs that, that gets you to the Stanley cup, but Vegas had the highest PDO of any team in the playoffs, I think dating back 20 years or something like that. And for those that don't know out there, PDO is like, it's a very imperfect measure of luck, right? It's just taking your team shooting percentage and adding your team save percentage. But Vegas was at like essentially an unsustainable percent. And we see a game yesterday where Bobrovsky has 1.7 goal saved above expected, like Matt mentioned, and kind of like that Vegas PDO starting to drop. So, I mean, there is still a, like they have, like, don't get me wrong, the Golden Knights have played great in the playoffs, but they've also gotten like exceptionally unlucky in the sense that both their shooting percentage and their goaltending is like performing at what would be an unsustainable level for a longer period of time. So maybe there is something there where like, you know, this is it, right? Like highest PDO and look how much higher that is on the graph compared to everyone else. And (laughs) like, that's nuts. The infuriating part is I've been sitting there just tapping my watch going like any time now, right? Like for that to come down, for their, you know, I measure it in sort of high danger chance conversion rate, right? Where like the league average is around 12% and they're firing things off in the mid twenties all playoff long. Like it go through and just go to the even, even strength, like goal share. It's like 49% against Dallas, 48% against, against Edmonton. Right. And the difference is every time, and I tweet this out, feels like every single game, every time they get a chance to score, they put the puck in the net. Right. And does that mean that Vegas has like some superhuman, super talented players i I mean i guess i guess they do (laughs) because otherwise you know like what's the you know explanation right like apparently jonathan marshall is just that awesome and you know meanwhile like jack eichel comes into this as their as their favorite to win uh the con smythe trophy comes into the series and he hasn't scored in a month right like what planet is this right like what what are we dealing with here right so now you know marsh is the heavy favorite because he's the guy who's converting all these chances but like he couldn't buy a goal through the first you know series and a half and then he gets what the the natural hat trick i think against edmonton there and then it's you know he's off and running right so this was this has been happening since basically march and zach you know how i know that right it's because of my adoration for the los angeles kings and the idea that they were going to come and take the you know division away but every time i you know became obsessed with what you know following the kings and obviously the golden knights and of course the oilers as well because you know that was the sort of division race but I'm watching these Golden Knights every single night. It's like, yeah, a uh, 3-2 win. It's like, okay, well, let's check on the metrics. It's like, well, they were about 42% in the expected goal <laughs> share. And that's why none of us like them coming into the playoffs, right? Yep. So, you know, Vegas is going to end up winning the Stanley Cup here in all likelihood. And I'm going to take a loss for the playoffs entirely, despite the fact that, like, I've been on Florida through, you know, some pretty lucrative pricing and some other, you know, uh, nice series and crack and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. 
But if you had told me before the playoffs started that the Golden Knights are going to like win the Stanley Cup, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to take a loss on this <laughs> on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like that's just a thing that's going to happen because I thought March could not be continued into April, into May, and now into June, and it has. And you just sort of shake your head and go like, all right, cool. Like you know, kudos to them. And like, yeah, you do have to be quote unquote lucky to win the Stanley Cup, right? Or in some cases, just avoid being unlucky. And this year with this sort of batch of teams, yeah, honestly, it was probably going to come down to quote unquote puck luck, right? And mm-hmm. like, and whether you get sort of hot shooting, right? You know, let's throw the NBA and the Miami Heat into the mix, right? Like nobody, they were the third worst shooting team from yep. outside in the NBA. And then now they're regularly firing off 50% three-point shooting games. I don't know. I don't know why, right? Like I'm not smart enough to know why. If we, if I was, I'd be far richer when it comes to this sort of, this sort of stuff. The Vegas Golden Knights at this point are are shooting at 50% three-point, you know, from three-point yeah. land, essentially. And, yep. you know, you just go, yeah, okay, cool. And you know what? They were 0 for 13 last night and they lost. Now, again, the power play element comes in there and they almost save the day there by having both of their goals come on the power play. Because, again, I'm watching these games and, you know, Rob and I and, of course, Zach have been watching hockey for a really long time. And you kind of know, like, what's worth a penalty and what isn't. And, you know, I made the joke last night, do not drink every time Craig Simpson says, (laughs) you know, Paul Maurice is not going to love that call. Right. Because that's about as far as Craig Simpson will go as far as like making any claims whatsoever about anything in any significant way. Like that is like him being like, that's the worst call I've ever seen. That's his version of that. Right. (laughs) Yep. And so the fact that he's suggesting that, and of course, you you know, and immediately, by the way, the reaction isn't the shot of the player who took the penalty. We're not lingering on the guy picking himself off the ice. We're going directly to Paul Maurice with these reactions. And it's a lot of wows. And then there's like flying off the handle on the one where like Stevenson, like speaking of which, that Stevenson play, right? Cutting back into the middle and like jumping into the air and not landing your jump like you're an Olympic figure skater doesn't usually get a penalty call. Usually you go like, okay, kind of cool try, but like we're not going to give you, you know, a tripping call because you stop, tried to stop on a dime and jump through traffic like that. Yep. All of a sudden with 11 seconds to go or whatever it was, that's a penalty now going into overtime. Like what happened to the fact that a homicide almost has to be, you know, committed before we call penalties for, for overtime. Meanwhile, we just saw a guy getting like carried or carrying a dude like to the net on the other side for Florida. And like, that could have easily been a penalty that if we had watched, we would have been like, yeah, you know, like, don't love it. Like at this point in the game, but like, right. Like, the picking and choosing of these calls, whether it's the after the whistle stuff on like Gudis or some of the, again, like the fact that Florida has to come into these games and be like, we're going to play less aggressively. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. Less physically. Like what on earth is going on in this, in this series where like, that's something that like has to be said. Now I understand like maybe that's sort of like a, you know, kind of a shot at the officiating or whatever. Like, I don't really think he means that they have to be less physical but, like, again, like, I know what a penalty looks like. I've been watching it for a really long time. And all of a sudden, like, everything seems to be a penalty. And I'm not just saying, like, the ones that Florida takes. Some of the ones that Vegas takes, too, don't feel like they're all that penalty. But, honestly, if going forward, if they stop calling penalties, like, I would have said before the series, I want more penalties. Because, like I said, I gave Florida the advantage, you know, from a power play perspective. But if, he's, if they're just not going to score, yeah. then there's nothing we can do about it. Yep. Fair enough. Well, 
No official plays on the sides of the totals are leaning towards Vegas, lean towards the over there. Uh, but Rob, you did kind of tease you were looking at player props. Now, just a disclaimer, the player props markets aren't widely available right now. Not uh, not all the markets are out there, not not across all different books. So it's more looking towards uh, stuff that we're looking at that we might play tomorrow when these do become more widely available. But uh, Rob, what is uh, what is the first thing that you're looking at for tomorrow that you'd be uh, interested in once these markets do become more more available? Yeah, a little bit concerning with the Brandon Montour injury yesterday. I, I know he's not right, but what we've seen so far in this series is Brandon Montour shots on goal props at, set at three and a half, and the over has been roughly plus 130-ish in every game. And if that's the same price for game four, I will be betting the over on Brandon Montour shots on goal because it's very clear that Florida is activating their defense a lot in this series, whether that's Montour or Forsling or Ekblad. They're generating a lot from the back and they're trying to put pucks to the net. I think you know that was very clear last night, not necessarily in that they got shots on goal because they didn't, but there was an emphasis on trying to generate from their D. And if you look at Brandon Montour this series, He's 24 Corsi attempts in three games. Like that's eight Corsi attempts. He's putting eight pucks towards the net on, you know, a a nightly basis here. And you're getting a three and a half shots on goal prop with plus money on the over. I think that like normally would be an accurate pricing for Montour. But I think that what Vegas has done in this series has caused Florida to change their style a little bit. So that's one that I'm going to be looking at as well. The second thing I really want to notice over the next day or so, especially through the Panthers practices, is whether or not they try something different on power play one. So I think people should really pay attention to this. I think the most likely swap, if it happens, is Carter Verhage takes Sam Bennett's spot on power play one. And if that happens, you're going to get a pretty good valuable bet, in my opinion, on Carter Verhage anytime goal scorer because he's not going to be priced like that as if he's playing on the first power play. And the one thing I will say about Sam Bennett is Sam Bennett has had a lot of chances on power play one. He just can't score. Yesterday, there was one where Barkov fed it across the ice to him, and he just fanned on it, really. I mean, he had a great opportunity to score. Expected goals from that spot, I think, was like 0.4 for that chance last night, and he couldn't put it in. But uh, I'll be keeping an eye on what the Panthers do, because it's going to be a topic of conversation, right? No goals, 12 power to play attempts. Do we switch it up? A lot of the Florida fan base is pining for Verhage, um, who shoots a lot to be on that power play. And if he's there, shots on goal over any time goal score, uh, that would be a look for me. It's not a guarantee. We're going to have to monitor that over the next day or so, but I think that's a good look. But they talked about it in the, I should reference the Canadian uh, post-game show, that uh, Verhege had moved into the power play spot for the last power play that they had in in the third period, and they're sort of surmised. I mean, we're reaching here at this point that 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 just him struggling, Maurice saying, "Okay, you're on the pa- on you know power play one," sort of gave him confidence. Whether that that level of confidence guided the puck home miraculously uh, <laughs> in, in overtime, you know, that's that's up for the panel to sort of decide. You know how far they want to go with that, right? But just that reference is you know to your point is that like that's obviously something that is not just on the radar something that that's that's absolutely done and i love the element with uh, montour as well almost frustratingly so he was firing off shots like yep. i just got there were dudes were like wide open uh, you know yep. on the flanks and he was just like whipping it into guys shin pads and whatnot and and as much as like there are certain guys 
as you follow a team and you bet on them throughout the you know postseason that kind of earn you know their way into like not being criticized but i got to a point with montour who had who had earned that that right to sort of you know free wheel i was just like dude you got to pass the puck like I, I i finally just sort of exploded like i'm gonna need you to like see that open guy right there and just give him the puck instead of firing away because i mean you saw him like right off the i think it was like basically the opening face off right where he just comes over the blue line and just yams one at, at the net i don't know if guys fired up he's got that uh, new dad energy or whatever but um yeah I, I love that play because yeah whether it's whether it's coming from maurice or whether it's just him being like you know enough of this i'm i'm gonna take this into my own hands uh yeah both those are great calls and you know listen if carter behage pulls the kaiser so say here uh as the uh you know the greatest trick that he ever played was you know uh tricking me into thinking he didn't exist um i'm all for that so <laughs> Um, yeah, g- give me, give me both of those. Get ready. And if that, ha- if it, all of those things happen on the power play and it leads to a power play goal, then I think we've really, you know, we've really accomplished something here today. I mean, it's interesting, like the, it, it, looking at the metrics for this series, right? That if you look at the, at Corsi, individual Corsi for this series, the top seven players are all Florida Panthers. So like Florida to me, and I, I think this is evidenced exactly by last night's game as well, where you get a lot of shots that didn't go through. But Florida, to me, is playing like more of a volume type of game, where it's like you got a young goalie in net, Aiden Hill, let's put pucks on the net, something good might happen. Whereas Vegas, they're doing like the exact opposite of Toronto and Carolina, where they're like, we can't let Bobrovsky face a shot square on. Let's pass our way into the net, cross ice. And you, you get Vegas not putting a lot of pucks at the net, but when they do it's typically a high quality chance whereas Florida's doing the exact opposite. So, I mean, honestly, just one of the angles for me uh, going forwards is like, just keep an eye on that and whether or not that changes. But I think, you know, playoff pricing is pretty steady, right? Like if, if you look at these guys on the Panthers, on the Knights, even go back a couple series, they're pretty much priced in the same spot for shots on goal, anytime goal score. Now it's going to fluctuate a little bit on whether they're favored or not in the game, but you, you can just adapt to like how a, a series is playing differently and end up getting a good price for like two or three games on something because the market just doesn't catch up that quickly on these props. So that's kind of the thing for me. But Montour is definitely the standout in that every time he's on the ice, he's going to get involved in the offensive play. And exactly like Matt said, he's looking shot first right now. He's look. I, I think it's being coached, honestly. Just put it at the net and let's get a rebound or a greasy one. But Montour is putting a lot of pucks at the net. Yeah, and a lot of that can come from how they've how they've been scored on, right? Like yep. sometimes you know whatever sport you want to talk about, sometimes the the uh, you know so you have to get the hint from what's happening to you, right? So Bobrovsky's giving up these goals from the point, and it's like, yeah, you know what? We should try more of that. Like that's working out pretty well for for them on us. Let's try to you know hit them back. You know, like now listen, Aiden Hill's a, gi- a giant. He's you know, I don't know why more people aren't talking about the fact that he's got like the Garth Snow get up from uh, like 2004. Like we need we need to get the tape measure out on my guy's shoulder pads out there. Like this, this is all a bit much here for, for our guy Aiden Hill. Now, I don't know. Maybe he ends up being Ken Dryden. Maybe he ends up being Cam Ward. Maybe he ends up being, you know, pick a goaltender on the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, the, over their three Stanley Cups there. Right. Like I think Cristobal Huey was involved there yep, at some was. point in time. Right. Like maybe we just never hear from Aiden Hill ever again. I don't know. Right. We don't. Like he's on his what third or fourth team in the. Yep. You know, I love their like sixth season in the NHL, and I want. I was like yelling out at the team and his fourth team. Why well, you know I mean sarcastic, but like yeah, 
I'll, again, I'll listen to like these concepts about the Golden Knights and their shooting percentages, right? Because yeah, if they are the team, you know, if the Florida is going to kind of do, you know, the high expected goals where we're not really getting like the qualityest of quality chances, like that's all very sort of Carolina Hurricanesy. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Whereas if like Vegas is like waiting for that perfect shot and like that's how they're scoring, but like they're still getting a lot of chances. Yep. Right, like yeah. again, it's thirty six, thirty five, Florida in high, even strength, high danger chances. They're getting them. Obviously, you know when you score on the power play, it, it starts to make it starts to make you feel like you're doing a lot more at even strength. Yep. Right. So if you just get six power play goals through three games, all of a sudden the even strength stuff starts to feel like you're really doing something. Um. So yeah, like I don't know, like you know, again, we thought that okay, they're going high on Bobrovsky, right? And it's funny how like the shooting high on a goaltender thing works, right? It's like yeah, that kind of works on every goaltender because everybody's <laughs> essentially playing the exact same. And sometimes it goes bar down, like it did for the first two games. Right. I don't know if you noticed last night, there was a lot of bar ups, right? A lot of crossbars getting hit. Like they're yep. still trying the same stuff. It just happens to like be like that much different, right? And like this is hockey, this is shooting, this is the NHL, and the time they have to shoot, like they're not exactly that pinpoint, right? So it's kind of lucky when it goes in, and it's kind of lucky when it doesn't go in when you get those chances. So you know, again, we we you know the longer we go, theoretically, as long as not every single player on the Panthers is going to spend you know fourteen percent of the game in the dressing room getting evaluated, the longer it goes, theoretically, the math kicks in here, right? Where the power play efficiencies even up. And at this point, that would be really great news for Florida. And the high danger chance conversion rates, like the the Vegas number goes down from like 22% over the course of the playoffs to like, I don't know, give me like an 18. I would take an 18%, like just drop it down by that. And if that happens over the next two or three games, then like that's going to be really good news for Florida. But again, the problem is like we're, we're sort of comparing apples to apples, whereas if these guys are all injured, it becomes more of an apples to a rotten apples type yep. situation. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, no official plays for uh, for us to lock in here. Uh, there's a few leans there. We're looking at the over five and a half look towards Vegas money line there. So if you're listening to this back and you now have heard it hit a price that you heard uh, recommended here on the show, maybe it's now playable if you're listening later in the day on Friday or you're listening to this ahead of the game or watching this on Saturday. Maybe those prices have moved into range as well. Currently looking at Carter Verhage anytime goals as well as Brandon Montour over shots on shots on goal there. So make sure to check those out. And if you do want to track all the picks that have been given out on the Edgework show, whether it's through the course of the playoffs or through the entire regular season, you can find that all on the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And if you want to sign up for sports books that you see we are tracking our bets against that you don't have, make sure to head over to BetStamp.com app slash edgework to sign up and uh you can also scan the qr code in the bottom corner of the screen there on youtube that you can see scan that it'll take you right over to the landing page to sign up for those sports books but uh just before we go here guys quick shout out lee thistleweight in the chat here from middlesbrough england uh lee thanks for joining us from over there uh we are all in toronto here so yeah uh, my man across the had, pond my man thistle had no choice but to be from middlesbrough england <laughs> that was the only option for my guy lee thanks for thanks for uh, hanging out and by the way everybody could you stop 
uh, sending Zach emails, getting in the DMs, uh, picketing out front on his lawn about getting the Russell Pozzola combination finally <laughs> together. You got it, everybody. Yeah, okay? you got it. it just, happened. Just stop the deluge of, yeah, there you go. Stop the deluge of demands, all right? Like, yeah, we waited until June 9th. Okay, that's fine. You know, that's how you know the Stanley Cup is serious at this point <laughs> when this triumvirate gets together. So just everybody can go home. Bring, take the tents down out front of Zach's house. Just, you know, leave the guy be, right? He finally he finally cooked this up. Is save the best for last. Save the best for last. That's what it's all about, you know? Hold on to the Stanley Cup Finals and then get it out then. Uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. We appreciate it. Matt, Rob, thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Uh, very much appreciate you guys hopping on here. And uh, for everyone out there, make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the enjoy the game, game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals and as always, good luck on your bets.